You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully, everybody has had a great week and you guys are as excited for the weekend as I am. I got a goal this weekend and I hope if it's not raining, I can get out and go find some morel mushrooms. Uh, Rumblings in the area say that they're up and ready to be picked. Um, We might even go down to my main farm. There's a couple little areas there that I'd like to check to see if uh, we can get a, you know, enough for a good meal with the family last year was a good year the year before that was a good year um and then maybe even try to fit in some fishing because i heard a rumor you know you know you hear these old timers say well when the lilacs are in bloom and the mushrooms are up that's when the crappie are biting so if i could if i could have uh, mushrooms deep fat fried mushrooms and fried up mushrooms and butter i guess and some crappie fried up as well That, my friend, is the idea, my idea of a good time. So that's the goal, anyway. I don't know if that's going to happen. Looks like we're going to get some rain this weekend. But other than that, I'm telling you right now, I'm starting to get fired up for whitetails because it's this time of year where I need to start thinking about getting the mineral out and I need to start getting trail cameras up. And this is where it all kind of starts. And I got to start getting in shape for uh, an elk hunt. And honestly, a whole bunch of things that have to happen before I'm ready to do that, before I'm ready to get into the whitetail season. But today, we're going to be talking a gentle, to a gentleman from a company called Geopack. It's an application that you put on your phone. His name is Will Harnish. And Will is going to talk to us about this app, what it does, how it tracks you, how it tracks your friends. If you're going, uh, let's say, on a deer drive or you're going out in the back country and you split up into different groups uh, it tracks your path it leaves quote-unquote breadcrumbs um, you can communicate via pictures you can c- communicate during uh, through videos it's just a really cool and unique app and I tell you there are a lot of apps coming out and 
I don't know, the technology is starting to catch up with the hunting industry and things like this, I feel are going to start popping up. Just like everybody seems to have a podcast now, I think a lot of companies are going to start adding apps to their lineup because it is it's becoming affordable, right? As technology increases, the cost of that technology becomes cheaper. And um, I think that uh, you're going to see a lot more of these apps start popping up. And I'm going to try to get as many of them on this podcast to talk about them as possible. So today, we're going to talk about a company called Geopack, who they are and what they do. If you haven't already, you need to go to the Quality Deer Management website and you need to use the discount code that they're offering for the nine finger chronicles listeners and it's going to save you ten dollars for an annual membership so go to the qdma website you need to enter the discount code become a member enter the discount code nine finger that's the number nine followed by the word finger this time there's no s on it okay nine finger and you're going to receive ten dollars off of your membership and that's going to go from thirty five dollars annually to twenty five dollars annually so please go take advantage of that because that is a kick-ass organization who is doing really big things to not only secure a healthy deer population but secure traditions and our way of life so uh go sign up to be a member of the qdma man i'm Take advantage of it. Also, you guys need to go check out Ripcord Arrowrest, all right? Ripcordarrowrest.com. And they have a new limb-driven rest this year. Definitely something that you need to uh, you need to check, check into. Now, I heard a horror story from a guy the other day. And he said to me, uh, it was really cold. There was a little precipitation in the air. And he went to go draw back his rest right and some moisture got into it and when he went till it was it was up his rest was also a drop away rest it was up and when he let it go that moisture had froze and it kept the uh rest up and he said it was on a a buck that was somewhere around the 100 he said it was between 160 and 165 inch 10 pointer and his that that moisture that got into that rest ruined it now on my ripcord i have never and i i say this wholeheartedly i have never had any issues with a ripcord arrow rest at all and i beat the shit out of my equipment right uh mud and dirt and moisture do not affect this it takes a beating. It's it's a it's a high quality product made by high quality people, and uh, it's definitely something that you guys should have on your bow. So if you're interested, go check out ripcordarrowrest.com, and uh, if you call him up, say hi to Keith. He's the man over there. I think that's it. Let's get into today's. I guess we're gonna call it a uh, a product or a gear podcast with Will Harnish from Geopack. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, and today I am joined by Will Harnish. Welcome to the show, Will. Thank you very much. Looking forward to talking with you. All right, so before we get started about Geopack, and that's what the topic of discussion today is, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are 
and what you do for a living. Okay. Well, my name's William Harnish. Um, I live in the mountains just outside of Denver, Colorado. I grew up in Minnesota and, uh, you know, spent a lot of time in Minnesota hunting and fishing. And, uh, you know, through, through my course, I became an engineer. And I now run an engineering and survey company throughout the U.S. We do oil and gas engineering. And I've uh, been doing that for about 25 years and uh, really enjoy it. But along the way, I realized, you know, I love the outdoors and I love hunting. And I was looking at for a way to get my business into the hunting business. And so back in about 2010, uh, we met some gentlemen in Denmark that were creating a hunting app called, at the time, Act in Nature. And they had a really neat concept, and their concept was collaboration. You know, how do we share not only stand locations and areas and boundaries, but how can we even share our position? And it, it really started to fascinate me, the ability to go out and see where my buddies are at physically hunting, both from, hey, I want to be part of the hunt, but I can't be there, as well as the safety component of it. And uh, so we created a partnership um, with this group out of Denmark. And uh, basically we've been developing the app with them since about, you know, 2012. Okay. And you know, originally I have to admit a lot of the features that we built into it were just because I love to hunt and they were things I've always wanted in an app. And then as time went on, we're like, you know, Hey, we really bring this, need to bring this to market and see if there's really a viable demand for it. And uh, so we've made a lot of enhancements and, you know, we're always adding new features. And then, you know, the other part of it is not only have we taken the app into hunting, but we've used that same technology and we've moved a platform into skiing. So we have an app called Geopack Snow. And we've recently been approached by uh, some sheriff's groups that want to use the app for the same thing. They want to know where their officers and their people are, and they want to be able to collaborate in a real-time environment without having to get costly equipment or other devices. So, you know, we've seen a lot of demand for it for a business that we created just because we wanted to be part of the industry, just like you. Gotcha. All right. So whole bunch I want to ask you here because you've used the word demand a lot. And sometimes there's a good idea and you don't know where the demand is going to come from, right? You have this idea or you, you see this, um, you see this platform or whatever this i guess we'll just stick with the the term idea all right you don't know you don't know where the demand is going to come from so was it you identifying this denmark app or the company from denmark and, and identifying the app and saying hey this could be used in the hunting industry or did it kind of blossom some other way so it kind of blossomed in two ways um one is because of my business, I entertain clients. And one of the ways I love to entertain clients is I take them hunting. Okay. And when I mean hunting, I mean big country elk hunts on horseback. And, you know, a lot of the guys that take hunting have never, some of them have never ridden a horse, but they're going into wilderness areas. And sometimes it's with myself or sometimes it's with other people and really all along, I'm always worried about how do I keep track of people, right? I mean, it's not like when I hunted in Minnesota on a 40-acre parcel, which we can get to that later, where, okay, I know where your stand is. If you get hurt, this is, you know, we're taking guys into big country. Right. And we, I always wanted to know where are they at or how, do I, how can I get to them or how can I see what they're doing or how did they get into that particular area if they have a downed animal or they're tracking, where are they at? 
And so I always had this desire. And then now my kids are beginning, getting older and they're to that age where they're going to start hunting. How do I know where they're at? How do I know they're safe? Right. And so I, uh, I was reading through an article one day and I read about this app called active nature in Denmark. And so I talked to these guys from Denmark about an app and I said, what made you guys create it? Well, in Denmark, they, everything's privatized. And what they do is they have these estates and basically they'll go out and release 500 pheasants and they do it the traditional way with beaters, which means you have a bunch of guys walking towards shooters, pushing the pheasants towards them. And so when you look at our app, you'll see a lot of European content in it. And so these guys built the app so that when the beaters were walking towards them, pushing the pheasants towards them, they knew where they were. They could see those guys. They know, hey, I don't need to draw my gun. And then what they even took it, they took it a step further. Not only did they know physically on a map where they were, but they took it in augmented reality where you could actually look through the camera on your phone and by augmented reality, A, see their location and B, see their distance. And that's really how the app spawned. And we said, well, probably not going to use it in that sense that we have beaters when we do pheasant hunts, but you know, we hunt the same way. We hunt with, we put up posters for deer hunting. We put up posters for pheasant hunting and we really thought it was a great app. And so as we took that, we kind of spawned into this hunt safe, hunt smart idea of, you know, let's just share the process and whether that's me as an individual kind of just saving my ideas or we as a group, which is how our structure is broken down or maybe even a public app. So anything that we set up in our app is either public, meaning everybody in the world can see it. It's a group, which is defined by us, or it's an individual file where, okay, I've got my secret tree stand or my secret duck line that I don't share with anybody. Or maybe I share those points so other people in my group can see them. And then not only that, but once they're in the group, then they can see my physical location when I'm tracking. So there's a lot of components there um, that are moving. But, you know, the real part is we're sharing data. Not only are we sharing stands and property lines and pins and, you know, wind data and so on, we're also sharing our position. So, gotcha. you know, if you and a group of, group of buddies are all, let's say you're all bow hunting and you're all in your stand and you're like, Hey, I just want to know my buddies in his stand. And, um, you can look on the app, see they're logged in. You can see their track where they walked in. You can see they're still in the stand okay, without having to do anything. And, you know, or if it's your, you know, my kids are that age now where they're starting to hunt sooner or later, they're going to start hunting on their own. I want to know a, when they're in their stand and B when they're moving. So, right. you know, it, it really has a lot of things that, that we really like and it's evolving. Okay. And, the reason we went into the ski market was they like that process that you can know where people are at, know they're safe and sharing the experience. Right. 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 So I think I need to back up a step and I need to just ask you at a very high level, what is geopack app? To me, geopack was created for group collaboration Okay. for hunters. And really what it comes down to is there's a host of other apps that do a lot of things. Ours is really about sharing information, whether it's static information, meaning tree stand location, feeders, trail cameras, or whether it's dynamic information like somebody physically out moving towards a tree stand or sitting in a tree stand or going to a duck blind or whatever, however they're, you know, want to do it. 
we've even now we're in the process that we've had requests to moder- modify for predator predator hunting. So they've requested additional pins that'll fit their type hunting demand, and we're willing to do that. Now I'm not personally a big predator hunter where I get into scent dispersion and so on, but some of our clients that was one of the things they wanted, so we've added it. Okay. We um, also hunt with some big waterfall clubs, so we've added a lot of uh, waterfall data into our pin sets based on what our customers and you know people want. So that's really what it's all about. It's that ability to share, right? Whether it's a tree stand or my position or you know we have journals. So one of the places that my brother and I hunt, we've got pictures of all our deer at the kill site, the date they were there, and a lot of data. Some of it's kind of neat in terms of trending, but it's more almost like a journal, right? That you and your buddies look at and go, wow, I got that deer back in. I'll just make a fictitious date, 2001. And, uh, you know, all that information's there and you can go back and look at it and and see what's there. And and it's almost kind of history in itself, right? Gotcha. So it sounds to me like Geopack is an application that allows you to share or identify specific locations on a map. You can journal about them. You can share those locations with other people. And then at the same time, you can, using through a login or a GPS, you can, like uh, several groups of people can log in and then whoever's in that group will know where everybody else is at. Correct. Okay. And, you know, some of the other features we've had added is we've got the ability to integrate cellular cell cameras, i.e. cameras that can cellular upload pictures. So the whole group can see a picture. So if you and I are hunting one property and we have a cellular camera out there with a data plan, every time that picture is uploaded, we can all see that in our photo journal. Okay. So, and so a cell camera will take a picture and it will send it directly to your phone or Geopack and Geopack will make yep. it available. Yep. And if you don't have cellular cameras, you can manually upload the pictures as well. So let's say you live in Iowa and you and I are hunting together. And you say, Hey, I don't want to do cellular, but I still want to upload the pictures so we can share the data. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. upload them right by your phone into the same photo journal tied to a specific camera that's geo-referenced and we can all share that data if that's something that parties want to do so it doesn't matter whether it's cellular or you know just a a standard camera we have that capability across that to do it that way gotcha gotcha so the map that you guys use on this uh on this app is it through like google maps or is it something that you've customized on your own i mean because you've mentioned property uh borders and the first thing that pops into my mind is Onyx Maps, an application that shows, you know, several different land owners and public land and all that stuff. So let's talk about two components of our maps. Most our map data comes from public data, primarily Google Maps. Okay. So we have a license to use their maps. Um, the other data that we get is we also have the ability to, to Google Drive by so you can get down there, snap in and look where you know, maybe like a road access, right? Right. So you're looking at a map and you're just scanning like through Google map. You can do that right from our phone or you can change that imagery to Bing or other things just if you want to see more current data. Um, The interesting thing about Onyx is they basically have a whole data set for the U.S. for property boundaries. Our property boundaries primarily now are 
you know when you've got your 160 acres where it's at, you can go create a rectangle in it. And that rectangle is georeferenced, meaning that you know where it's at. Everybody in your group can see that property boundary that you physically placed in there. In addition to that, since our boundaries are, we call them smart, if you've got a guy in there hunting and he gets close to that boundary, we can set an alarm so we can minimize some of the trespassing uh, components. Now, on the flip side, we have started adding public data. We have the ability to import what are called shape files, and those are GS, GIS files that um, you upload in and you bring in that data. So in some places, for some of our clients, we've brought in you know, a lot of parcel data into closed groups. We've even looked at bringing like in elk migration data and other formats because we can handle the data. Right. And that's where my, my background in surveying and engineering really comes into play. And we can build a lot of those data sets. We haven't presented them to the public. There's probably two or three data sets out. If you go look at the map, like if you ever go up, we have one now that's public that I was just looking at um, that's up in Itasca County in Minnesota. The data is public. We took the data, we brought it in our app. And I think over time, we're going to look at bringing more of that data in. Uh, but it, it just takes time and effort. And some companies have done it really well. You know, you mentioned Onyx. They do it really well. Um, the difference is our data is actual GIS data versus a lot of the companies are basically just lines, a PDF or an Adobe file, basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you can you can manipulate the map a little bit more. Yep, exactly. And we can bring in additional data sets based on whatever the county or GIS data set has. Okay. All right. So then with this particular app, um, do you need Wi-Fi um, or does it work through the GPS on your phone or can you use it through 4G? So how our app, our, our primary is most phones have GPS in them. So it, it picks right up off your GPS signal. Based on our, what we've seen, you know, we've seen accuracy down to three meters and we've seen discrepancies probably as high up as 15 meters. But for the most part, that's kind of the range. If for some reason, and, and this logically doesn't make sense, but the sequence of how the phone does it is, if for some reason you lose that GPS signal, it'll triangulate off a cellular signal. And But your GPS is going to work 99.9% .9 of the time. Okay. So it's pretty reliable. We also ha we have an offline map function, so you can go into an area, download all your data sets. So, for instance, some of the areas we hunt remotely in when we're elk hunting, we just download the map, take it with us, and we know full well we're going to lose our cellular signal. And then once we know that cellular signal's down, we can we'll just turn off our our, our cellular connection so we don't waste our batteries and we just use it like a GPS. Right. You can still go in and put pins in and all the other data sets and look where you're at, look at boundaries that we've sketched in for national force and private and it all works. Right. Okay. So what about no, no, no cell service. Let's say I'm way out there. There's no cell service. So the, the app can run based off of the GPS alone. Yep. And that one of the first features that we brought into our app, we recognize that because I'm a big Western hunter is, you know, the tracking collaboration really didn't work that good in the mountains. 
So we have the ability to integrate spot beacons in our app. So I can take a spot beacon, beacon, take the IME I number, put it into the app, and I can see that spot beacon moving on a on my app. So what's a spot beacon? Yep, you know the little satellite beacons that you get at REI or Cabela's. Okay. They it's a subscription service, wonderful for backcountry hunters. But if we let's say in my case, I might have five, let's say I have four groups of hunters out. I might have four apps. So what I do is at my our camp is I have a Wi-Fi booster, I have an iPad, and I can see where my hunters at are based on those spot beacons if they don't have cellular coverage. Okay. And so so we just run them remotely, and that way I can kind of always see it. You know, the biggest issue when you're elk hunting is, let's say I've got a guy and a couple guys and they've got an elk down. What you'll see is you'll see those dots kind of start stacking up and you'll see, okay, they've been stacked up there for, because the dots come in about breadcrumbs as we call them, right. stacked up. And about every 10 minutes they drop in. And if you see a guy sitting in a spot for 45 minutes, you either know one or two things, something not so pleasant has happened or he's got an animal down. Right. And that typically tells me, hey, I need to go in and see what's happening and whether that's you know throwing on freighter frames or taking pack horses in you know we can look at it and go in that way okay all right so how would this work i mean i I can see the application for a a, definitely a western type of hunter where even even if uh, the wife's at home right and she has the app and the husband goes out she wants to know where the husband is at it's almost like uh other tracking devices that there there are out there for like a, a child with a phone. You want to know where your child's at uh, at all times, or you want to know if your husband's safe because you know he's been moving or whatever. Uh, applications like that. But what about for maybe a a small parcel hunter out east? Does this does this kind of app cater to them at all? Yeah. So you know the one we always hear about is this actually happened to one of our employees. Unfortunately, he wasn't using the app, but now he does. Um, he fell out of a tree stand. Right. And unfortunately, you know, he could get his phone, but we looked at it that if he would have fallen out of the tree stand and had the app turned on, we could have followed his trail right in. We would have known that's exactly where he was laying, and we could have saved a lot of time. Right. And you all, I mean, really, that's when you get down to that safety net. It's can you dial a phone and do you have connectivity? Well, with our app, if you turn the app on and you move in and something happens, you see those dots stack up, you don't ever want to see dots stacked up at a tree stand too long after dark, right? Right. You know, but the reality is most people, you know, how many people know where your tree stand is, right? Even if you're hunting a small eastern plot, let's say 40 acres, does your wife really know where the tree stand is or how do you get information to get in there? Right. Right. When something happened, you don't, I mean, and that, that what's really amazes me is that, you know, my brother and I, we, we hunt a lot together and we'll say, Oh, that's tree stands a hundred yards down. Well, when it's dark in the morning or the evening, that's tough for the first time to walk into a tree stand cold. And, you know, we'd all love to think hunters go out and scout, they go in, they check their tree stands. I mean, the guy that actually going to sit in it, but the reality is what you find is a lot of families bring, you know, friends and guests in, they go out and they check the stand. They know the quality's good. They've been monitoring the game, but the guys that are actually hunting it, they might be getting in it for the first time. So not only can they use it to locate it, but you know, let's say they get lost, right. And they miss the stand. Right. And 
it, it's kind of ironic, but we, we've had people get lost in 40 acres of woods, right? They'll just wander around in a circle and not know where they're going. And this can really you know, minimize some of those little issues, right? Right, right. Okay. And, um, you know, when the sheriff's group approached us, they wanted it for search and rescue. When they lose a hunter, they want to know where somebody's at, so they just want to send them a text, download it, and then they can go in. You know, because the other thing that we find with a lot of people is when you're in the woods, it's really hard to give a location, even if you know where you're at, right? Right. And what's even more interesting is we have people that, even though they can read a GPS, they can't tell you what coordinate system they're in. So even if you, if they said, hey, I'm on my phone and I'm talking to you, and and here's my coordinates. Well, you could be in UTM, you could be in state planes, you could be in a lot of different coordinates. So if you don't tell them that information, it doesn't do you any good, assuming you're smart enough to be able to type that data in, right? Right. You know, and then, you know, like a simple one is, let's just say your kids go out hunting the first time with your kid and it's dusk and you're wondering, hey, is he still in the stand? Now you know, right? And he might be 200 yards from your house or he might be two miles in a different field. It's just insurance, right? It's just cheap insurance. Right. So you mentioned something about dots stacking up on each other on this, on this map. Do you mean the dots are several people at the bottom? Like let's for for your example was several other people at the bottom of one tree stand. No. So what, what I'm referring to is, so we create what are called tracks. Okay. As I go in, I create this bread breadcrumb trail. Right. Right. I can, I can either make that track private, meaning I'm the only person that sees it. So I go into my deer stand and I'd love to think I go into my deer stand the exact same way every time, but on occasion I don't due to wind or whatever. Let's say I drop a glove. I can follow my track in and out. That's a private, or I can make that track to my group and say, Hey guys, you know, here's how I went in. You can follow it. Or for safety reasons, you guys should be able to see this track. And that way you could follow in, in the event that something happened to me. Okay. Or if I have an animal down, here's where I'm at. Come in on this track or out west where it's really important is it's dark and you're bringing the horses in. You want to find a trail. You don't want to bush break, you know, and you don't want to do that anywhere for that matter. Right. You always want to get in the easiest way. So if you have that breadcrumb trail, it's a lot easier to get in. If you're hunting in, you know, dense horse or swamp or whatever it is, it's always good to know where that stream crossing cutover is or whatever it is. You can see that and share that data. Okay. So are those quote unquote breadcrumbs that you're leaving behind based off of time or distance covered? So they're really just static. It's location. So yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a, it's an X and a Y coordinate based on a time. So you can kind of see this dotted trail that you walked into it real similar to what you have on a gps and then you can follow it back out yeah but the bigger thing with ours is you can share that with other people so and that might be something as simple as me going into a tree stand and saying hey just follow my track in if you're going to hunt this stand or you know something as simple as driving your car in the first time if you don't have a track and saying oh here's my the way i drove in i parked here you can make that a track and then eventually you could convert it to a line sketch a line in and then you could denote it with a pin saying park here right okay you know, there's a, a lot of ways to do it but primarily we look at it as this is how we get in this is how we get out if something happens this is how we're coming to get you and we go from there gotcha so back to those breadcrumbs then 
the, the let's say the faster you're let, let's say you're walking in a straight line for one day that it will drop a crumb every every so often so the faster that you're moving the dots will be further apart it, yeah okay from, so just to give you an example um we typically get an update and, and this is really important for our our, our uh, police apps about one and a half to five seconds is the gap. Okay. So, and I'm going to change subject. So let's say I'm driving down the road. You'll see that update every one and a half to five seconds. If you've got good cell coverage. Yeah. But the interesting thing is our Apple shows speed too. Okay. So you can look down and see that I'm doing 65 and a 65, right? Right. Or I can look down and say, Hey, you're moving at about a mile and a half. I know you're moving. There's nothing there, right? But you can see that, and that's important when you're when you're making some of those decisions. If you're concerned about the current situation, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so for you know, and I can definitely see the application for you know whether it's shed hunters or or I mean, I take it this thing works on water too, so you could locate fishing holes or good fishing spots and, and locate you and your friends on different boats and all that stuff. You know, I mean, think about it. You could run a tournament with it. Um, you can do a lot of things. We have another feature, and I'm because I'm a big bell hunter. Um, we have a wind vane, and a lot of people, our waterfall hunters, love the wind vane for setting up decoy spreads. So they'll go to their spot, and we can drop a wind vane at that point. And we use a weather service out, out of Europe that kind of runs an algorithm that gives you a point location of wind. Okay. And it gives you some idea when you pull up to your pit or your blind what the wind direction is hunting geese so you can set you know kind of where you want to set your spread when you get there to visualize it and then you can kind of see how the wind changes around you and it's kind of interesting it's you know there's always a delay but you can kind of see wind swirling further out doing different things and it's just another interesting feature right right so then i i i'm starting to get a picture of how this works and uh my next question is how are you like you're, you've already launched the 2.0, or is it 2.0 version? Have you launched the 2.0 version or not yet? Yeah, I think we've launched the 2.0 version, yep. Okay, so what's next for, for this app? I mean, obviously you want to keep bringing in as much data as possible, but what's what's next in line for the uh, the improvement process? You know, we, we're con- continually making enhancements. Um and, you know, I guess, you know, kind of where we're at now is we're really focused on bringing camera data in and a lot of these third-party data to integrate into the apps and share it and, uh, you know, go from there. You know, some of the, we're really interested in the cameras. Um, one of the things, and I'm just going to throw this out there to the discussion point. So we, we have an app called Geopack Mission, and one of the features allows you to if I'm a police officer and I'm coming up on a scene, I can turn my phone on, use the camera and the microphone and live broadcast what I see in my camera. So for instance, if a police officer, he's got it up and is holding his phone, he's walking up to a car, he turns it on. He can see everything. Everybody in the group can see it. Gotcha. And I don't know if that has a place yet, but it's an interesting thought, right? That you right. could be sitting in a bow stand or, 
sitting in a duck blind with your camera or your phone mounted and share the hunt live. Right. And it's, it's, I don't know if there's a demand for it, but it, it, it's something that we've talked about. You know, we have a lot of features in our, our app and it's the hardest part we've had is, you know, how do we educate our customers on? Right. That was going to be my next question. And that's what we've struggled with is, so we brought a new marketing group in called Blue River, and that's their goal this year is to kind of educate and create this geopack user group to teach them about all these features, how augmented reality works, how a lot of the tools that we have work. And then, you know, a lot of people, I'll go back to the predator hunter, you know, he approached on Facebook and he goes, I love your app, but I don't think you've addressed the predator market well enough. Right. Came in and said, hey, here's what you want. Tell us what those pins look like and we'll add them. Yeah. So we're a very uh, accommodating app in terms of, if you got features, let tell us what you want. Right. And, uh, you know, let's create a demand, you know. So we get a lot of uh, waterfowler hunters that when they're scouting geese and ducks, they're looking, they wanted specific pins for specific types of fields. So whether it was a hay field, a corn field, a wheat field, a sunflower field, they wanted all that data so that when they were doing their scouting, i.e. one guy was primarily doing all their scouting, they wanted to mark those fields where they were seeing birds and they were seeing the agriculture and going from there. So, you know, those are some of the things we've done and, you know, we're pretty excited about it. Right. So what would you say if I, if I went to my phone, I downloaded the app right now, how long would it take me to learn this app? Like what's the learning curve? So, and that, that's an interesting question. Uh, we, some people pick it up really well. It's intuitive. You know, a lot of people pick it up and they use it as an individual tool. And that's the beauty of our, if you download the app, it's free. You can use it for yourself. When the subscription service comes in is you've went out, you've built your hunting area and all of a sudden you want to share it with somebody and collaborate. Then you upgrade to the 999 a year package, which allows you to collaborate and share all those positions. A, a typical hunter that on a scale of one to 10 in terms of their somewhat app savvy, you know, two, three hours of playing with it and they're going to get it. Okay. Um, if you want to learn about all the features, it, it takes time. But, you know, most people, you know, that want to use it, they want to go in and they want to create a group. They want to share stand sites and they want to see each other's positions. Right. You know, that's probably a two to three hour process. Some people can do it in 30 minutes. If they go look at some of the videos that we've put up, they can do it even quicker. Um, when you start getting into analytics and augmented reality and some of the other things, you just got to play with it. Right. Right. Um, or just send us a question. Right. Or go online and look at some of the support. But I mean, there's a lot of features in there. And then there's even features that we had at one time that because of the complexity of the feature, we decided to withdraw them. So I'll just, we had a really neat analytics package that based on cellular camera data would capture moon phase, barometric pressure, wind speed, and temperature. So you can create analytics when the deer movement were based on a 24-hour pie chart and kind of see really when your camera was picking up data and create trends. Well, it was a really neat feature, but it was a little too complicated. So we're looking for ways. So we withdrew that feature, but 
I think in time, as we get a bigger follower, we'll add that feature back, but we're going to have to simplify that process to give a hunter to say, you know what? Our deer are moving between 12 o'clock and two o'clock during the ride yeah. on a quarter moon. And, you know, that really surprises people because, you know, a lot of people get out of the stand, they hunt till 10 and they go back in at three. How do you get that spectrum of data? Yeah. And especially for guys that are remote hunters where, you know, I go back to Minnesota hunt every year. I want access to data, but I don't have the opportunity to go out every day like a lot of hunters do. So I rely a lot on technology. Right, right. I use an app called uh, Deer Lab, and that basically lets me uh, catalog all of my deer, or all of my uh, uh, trail camera pictures, and from the from the date allows me to have weather. And it brings in all the moon phase and it can show trends, especially if I identify a, a particular buck and when this buck likes to move on in on one wind direction. Sounds like you're kind of heading that direction and at the same time being able to have it on your phone and locate um, uh, locate access routes as well with the, with that location GPS beacon. So just kind of another caveat. Yeah, and, and we, we basically we had it. We just never figured out a way to present it where it was easily identifiable because, you know, we just like a lot of the other apps, we have a really extensive weather planning tool. So, you know, we were trying to create this forecast besides, you know, we have an optimal hunt planner. It's just based on an algorithm versus we were really trying to move towards here's what the weather forecast is. How is this matching my trend? Right. Right. You know, which is, and the problem is the, like I said, the app, sometimes it gets overwhelming and some people would go right to analytics and they didn't understand that in order to do analytics, you've got to create a series of journals and drop in a series of pins, capture weather data and have real feeds, observations and so on and so forth. You really have to get somebody that A, is a pretty sophisticated hunter and B, has the time to do it. And now we're kind of back to let's just build up our core features and in time we may reinstate some of those. Yeah. Okay. All right. So one last pitch here real quick, whether you're a mountain hunter or a duck hunter, a whitetail hunter out East, why should we download Geopack and start using it? You know, I'm going to, you know, somebody asked me that. And the, the simple thing is everybody's got a story. What let's just make it outdoor related where, you wanted to know, you know, what's my honey buddy, honey buddy doing, or what's my child doing? This gives you that ability to know where they're at. Gotcha. You know, as long as their phone's operable, you know where they're at. And, you know, nobody wants to be that story about the guy that fell out of a, tux, a tree stand or, you know, he got hurt hiking out of the duck blind or he tripped in a gopher hole pheasant hunting or got thrown from a horse in the mountains because, once that happens, the, the single biggest problem is time. Right. And we think, you know, we want to be that story, even though it happened, how do we help somebody, right? right? Somebody came in, they knew where to go. You know, in our situation, you can change your status. I can, even if I can get my phone, I can hit SOS. And as soon as it picks up a cellular signal, it's going to send out an SOS to your entire group. And then you'll just get a pop-up notification. But our, our, our thinking is, and even with the spot beacons, unless there's somebody there to push a button, it doesn't do you any good. So it's kind of like 
you know, we liken it to the guy that crawls into a tree stand and doesn't clip into the safety harness. It's there, but if you don't have it on, it's not going to help, right? Right, absolutely. Absolutely. And you got to you got to turn the button on. You got to go live in your hunt. Now you can keep all your data private. That's not going to help you, but if you've got people that really care and want to watch, turn it on. Yeah. And say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going in for an hour or two. Here's where I'm at." And and everybody thinks here's where it's at but the problem is when somebody doesn't show up at a specific time that's when your first reaction comes to you it says uh-oh somebody's not here at nine o'clock what do you do right well where are they at what do i do next that's a challenge right right and the worst part is if it's your kid or a younger person or an inexperienced hunter which is what we've dealt with that's uh yeah, it's a lot of stress, right? And we've all been there, right? And it could be something as simple as, "Hey, I dropped my glove and I had to hike back and get in," or "I missed the trail or had an animal down." We just don't want that, right? That's we all want to make the hunt an enjoyable experience, and we don't want to become a statistic, right? Are you, uh, does this app have the ability to, let's say, me and my buddy are out in the back country, where um, he's not back at camp by the time I get there? Is there a way to communicate through the app if there's no cell cell or tech service to allow us to communicate with each other? No, we, uh, we haven't done that. Now, we in our, our police app, in the re- we have a chat feature, a closed chat feature in our Geopack mission. We've struggled a little bit on the communications, legality of communication while you're hunting. Now, I realize in an emergency situation, you're allowing, we haven't brought that feature in just we want to try to keep the app as clean as possible right? because of the requirements that some of the states have with it. But what we do have is we have that SOS feature where you can hit the button. If you have cell coverage, it'll go out. Or if your cell phone picks up signal or you're hiking, eventually all that data is going to pop in. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I just want to be clear here. So the app will, will not work if there's no cell phone service or it will work, but it won't upload the data until you to the, let's say the quote unquote group until you get back into, let's say 4g or cell service or Wi-Fi. Correct. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Now gotcha. Now, well, man, that's, so, a, that's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing around with it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, we, we, you know, we love talking about it and, uh, you know, the guys that work with us, I mean, the reality is, you know, we've all got day jobs, but, uh, we love to talk about honey. We like the app. We think it has a great place in the industry. And, you know, the other thing, and I'll just throw this out to you, if people have features they want to see in a hunting app, short of, I want all the private parcel data. Cause we hear that one all the time, you know, let us know. We love to have an engaged product because, you know, we're all hunters right? and we like, I mean, we've got, we've had guys come to us for, you know, they hunt feral pigs and okay, great. I love that, but I, I don't hunt feral pigs, wild pigs, but tell us what you want and, you know, we'll do the best we can. Absolutely. And, you know, look at our website. We do a lot of giveaways and we've got some pretty interesting things coming up here. So, uh, in our Facebook page and we're just excited to be more involved in the hunting industry, just like you, cause we love the industry, right? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So. So if uh, people who are listening to this podcast want to find out more information about Geopack Hunt, where should we send them? 
So go to www.geopac, and it's G-E-O-P-A-K.com, or go to our Facebook site, and you can get all the data there. We do, uh, on a regular basis, we do kind of a feature Friday where we kind of post a feature, and it's every two weeks, actually. And we give a lot of updates. And the other thing with our new group is we really want people to be interactive with Geopack, right? Um, you know, we love, right now we've got a lot of guys posting pictures of turkeys and stuff because it's that season. You know, how do you make hunting a year-round thing or share your experiences? And it, it, it's a lot, it's almost community, right? Same thing everybody wants without giving up their secret honey hole. But, you know, share it. Hey, have a good time. Be proud of what you did. You know, whether you're shooting a Jake or you're shooting a, a turkey that's got a 12-inch beard with inch-and-a-half spurs. It's all about sharing that experience and being proud of what you did and what you share, you know. Um, we just want a positive experience. And if people use our apps, great. If you want to help us make them better, great. If not, let's just enjoy what we all like to do, and that's the outdoors. Absolutely, man. Well, Will, I really appreciate you taking time and talking uh, about Geopack with us today. Yeah, I really appreciate it, too. And if there's anything we can do for you, you know, let me know. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another week of podcasts in the book. Huge shout out to all of you who are making the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast and the Sportsman's Nation what it is. We have a ton of great content, so please continue to spread the word. Go to iTunes, leave a review, or wherever you download this podcast, leave a review. Let us know uh, what you think, how awesome it is, and if you're going to leave a five-star review, that would even be better. Also to the sponsors or the partners of this podcast, Ripcord, Exodus, Deer Lab, Lone Wolf, Ozonics, Wasp, and Lone Wolf, and Ripcord, and Exodus, and I think I've said everybody there now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please go out and support those companies because they support this podcast and let them know that the Nine Finger Chronicles sent you. Um... Other than that, guys, please go out and like and share the, you know, Nine Finger Chronicles on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, as well as all of the podcasts that are on the Sportsman's Nation. And uh, just a friendly reminder, there is a blog now and there's written content. So please go check out the Sportsman's Nation blog. And I think think that's it don't forget to sign up to be a member of the qdma with the nine finger discount code that's the number nine followed by the word finger it's going to save you ten dollars off your annual subscription other than that hopefully everybody has a great weekend go out spend some time outside with the family enjoy mother nature spread the word and if you're going to be in a tree please wear your damn safety harness have a good weekend